0: You're listening to the A.I.D. Network.
1: Greetings, fellow citizens of Disneyland. As you know, my button, of course, still pending, still no citizenship for old Bricky. But why would they give it to me? What have I ever done for Disneyland? What have I ever done to spread the magic, the cheer, the love, all things that represent Disneyland? We have Jared on the show today, sort of a different kind of a show. Um, I always like to do different stuff with my content. As you know, I've been doing Disneyland for Designers weekly uh, since the park has closed down. And I kind of thought it was a good time for Jared and I to catch up and just kind of have a where are we at mentally type conversation. Jared is one of my uh, best Disneyland friends. The relationship that he and I were able to establish, it, it gave me someone else to go to the park with a a bit of an outsider's perspective because he's also not from southern california i mean he's from california which in my opinion still a charmed life but not from anaheim or or orange county like a lot of my uh other friends that that i go to the park with but jared and i also had uh, the ability to to work with the park professionally and and he still continues on that journey and um Hugely proud of his success and all that he's able to do and how he just keeps reinventing these characters through his own lens and and just creating a, uh, a way for people to keep celebrating these characters generationally with the the Mickey books that he does and, and giving uh, these familiar faces sort of a, a fresh face or a, a fresh perspective for a new audience. Like, what an amazing career to do. But it was time to not do... I'll lap through the park and look at history and details. It's it's time to look at the park from a realistic point of view that, guys, it pains me to say this, but this is going to be the summer with no Disneyland. I, I'm coming to grips with all the headlines that we keep seeing. Downtown Disney bands masks with valves, mesh, or holes out of Walt Disney World. You now have to be stationary when you're eating or drinking. You can't just move around the park and find a loophole of, I'll pull my mask up when I'm done with this beverage. And same for downtown Disney. Disneyland cancels Oogie Boogie's Bash due to coronavirus. We already know that the Star Wars night that I have two tickets, one for me, one for Jared, canceled. All of those Star Wars fans that were going to come out here for celebration, not happening. We are in a moment where this storm that many of us hope would pass, it's lingering. It's staying over us for a while. And um, I think that it was time to do an episode where I'm all about escapism. I I have loved taking people to the park every week and pretending like it's still open. What an honor it was on the park's 65th anniversary to do my 18-hour live stream where we really did recreate an entire day of going to Disneyland, waiting for fireworks, watching parades, and most importantly, being in a community of folks that were just missing it. and, And it really, it did feel like we were there. In fact, this sort of organic, funny thing started to happen in the live stream. Anytime somebody had to... Go take a work call, or or drive home for work, or or leave the stream. They would just go, "Hey, everybody, uh, I, I'm going to go get some snacks. Can I get anything? Can I get you something?" And then you would see the chat just be flooded with like, "Oh, can you get me a churro?" Or uh, "I want to go with you. I want to get a Monte Cristo sandwich." It's like just this whole idea of. We're in this and we're recreating this for a day. And largely, that's why I announced that on August 13th, you can join me from 2 o'clock to uh, 10 p.m. when we do a a day over at DCA virtually. So if you're free on that Thursday for two minutes or two hours or or the whole eight-hour trip, if you want to go to the park with fellow enthusiasts, uh, people that love it, Be happy to see you over on my YouTube channel or my Twitch stream. But this is the time when I think that Jared and I needed to hang out as friends. We kind of need to talk about like, hey, man, how are you feeling? This is how I'm feeling about it. Where do you think it goes from here? And most importantly, what are our expectations? What are our expectations as fans on when we could get this back? When we feel comfortable going back and when we finally get there? What would it feel like? I don't know if you follow Adam the Woo over on YouTube. You probably do because his audience is ginormous compared to my baby-sized audience. But just by chance, I find one of you that knows who I am and doesn't know who Adam is. He's done a remarkable job of covering Walt Disney World over on his YouTube channel. Uh, He's now been to the parks as of recording this, I think, 13 times since it opened going to all the different parks in Walt Disney world. And I really want to think at him because being able to tag along with him on his adventures, it is giving me a, a, a perspective on what this is going to look like, what this is going to feel like when our park opens up. It it's also giving me as a business owner, a tremendous amount of empathy for Disney as a corporation, Disney parks as a corporation, Because I, for the life of me, can't figure out how they're making any money. You know, I love the park. I love the magic. And I'm also an adult enough and own my own businesses, my whole life, to know that the magic needs money to keep making more magic. Uh, I'm going to let you in on the biggest secret at Disneyland. It takes money to make it all happen. And I'm worried that that money is, is in a bad spot. Now, everybody rolls their eyes. Oh, Disney has more money than God. Well, do they right now? Will they in six months if this continues? And how can they fight off a corporation like Apple that has literally just made too much money, literally too much money for the last several years, and they have stockpiled cash waiting for that cash to be more valuable? And we're getting into a moment where as the market falls and settles in to whatever's going to happen around November because of situations that you and I are both aware of on the horizon, Um, a million dollars could be worth a lot more than a million dollars real soon. And if Disney uh, is to fall, what's to say that someone like Apple doesn't step in to purchase them? And in that instance, would they have the uh, hindsight or, or the clarity to say, all right, you guys are really good at what you're doing. We just want to buy you to further our distribution and we're not really going to get involved in the way that you guys do your stuff because you're really great at what you're doing and we're really great at what we're doing and maybe, you know, when we can cross paths we'll, we'll cross paths. Or would it somehow break the magic? Would you get a young buck, you know, uh, corporate uh, personality that thinks they know better than everybody else. Well, I went to Disneyland when I was five, and I understand how these parks work. I understand the magic better than Disney does. And then you get into some sort of turmoil or strife because somebody, an outsider, thinks they know better. It's It's just very interesting times. And literally anything is possible right now. Everything is on the board right now, except for imagining the park opening up next week. That's the one thing that feels the most impossible, which, you know, arguably can be a little depressing. So I wanted to start the podcast today, just you and I, to literally say, I feel like I have a responsibility to not only create escapism, but I feel like I also have a responsibility to check in with my friends. And in this case, that friend is you. I'm just doing it through Jared. But hopefully these are the type of conversations that you're having with your best Disney bud, or these are the conversations that maybe you're having inside of your mind. And I thought that a great service that we could provide is this service of companionship. And this literally evolves into just two friends hanging out, talking. I mean, this is very much like the conversations we have when we're sitting in Fantasia Gardens, you know, just looking over our shoulders at a beautifully set dress, small world with all of its Christmas lights on it. But I pride myself and uh, as a professional podcaster, now that's produced over 1200 episodes and a growing YouTube channel and streaming three times a week, I pride myself on a variety of content and always offering you something different. I love offering escapism, but sometimes it's also important to offer you the conversation that maybe you didn't know that you wanted to have, but once you listen to it, you're glad that you're there. Or maybe this is the week that you just dip out. Ricky, world's too heavy for me. I, I, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to get these kids back to school. Uh, you know, We're getting ready to lose the $600 a week. Like Now's just not the time to think about Disneyland being in peril and to you i say come back next week because next week we've got an amazing rip around the park with uh one of my dear friends who will uh have so many interesting ways for you to think about disneyland i don't even want to say anything because i don't want to ruin any of it because it's such a fun episode i just wanted to start this out me and you and kind of give you an idea of where my head's at no the podcast format isn't changing no it's not gone crazy it's just i thought it was time for some real talk I mean, we're we're hitting August, and it doesn't look like we're going to see any action this month, which means that you and I have spent together the bizarro summer with no Disneyland. I have decided against music in this episode because I can't tell. Will it make it more depressing, <laughs> or will it just make it odd? So this one... We're going in old school. Hey, Disney fans. Do you have a Disney fan brand? Do you like to show your your fandom by making the limited edition merchandise for you and all of your friends? Or do you like to design a shirt for the family to wear to go out to the park? Did you know that you can do all this and save money and get free shipping by listening to this show? Head over to our sponsor, jackprince.com, where you can get site-wide discounts by going to jackprince.com slash C-O-T. That stands for Circle of Trust. And Jack Prince has been a supporter of Adventures in Design, the AID Network, and the Circle of Trust since the very beginning. And they pass that sponsorship over to you by giving you a discount site-wide. So whatever you're making for your fan brand, head over to jackprince.com C-O-T, save some money, get some free shipping, and who knows, maybe you'll discover a product to let you share your fandom with all your friends and fans.
0: Jared, how are you, sir? As good as can be, given the situation that hasn't changed for it seems like three years now. Has, has it been three years? It has been going on thirty-three years, and that's why we're doing <laughs>
1: the thirty-three anniversary of. No, it has been. It has been a very, very wild time, and it's funny because I was just thinking, because of podcasting for a living, mm. I'm always, you know, interviewing people and talking about the, the current state of things. And I was just reminiscing about back in March when we thought, well, we all just got to stay home for two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Friday the 13th, when people left Disneyland and it didn't open up on March 14th for the fourth time in recorded history of its recorded history. Remember it was going to be closed for like two weeks and they were going to have construction Mm -hmm. workers and they're like, oh, it's a good thing because we'll be able to get everything done faster.
0: Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, so stupid. We were so stupid back then, weren't we? (laughs) We were so naive. We were just children. We were just children back then. (laughs) But I'm I think that
1: what I'm really getting comfortable with here is we're looking down the barrel of a loaded gun called No Disneyland this summer, which is just Mm. absolutely insane to think that this is going to be the first summer. I don't see anybody getting in the gate between now in Labor Day weekend, do
0: you? Um, you know, unless something really crazy happens, it, you know this is a this is a weird time, right? Because it's not just about safety. Yeah. It's not just about uh, numbers or any kind of metrics. Really, it's about all these other decisions that are kind of hard to predict. Things can suddenly swing into a direction where it just has to open, not because it's safe or a good idea, but just because. That's the momentum that it's heading in. Um, so it's it's so hard to say. But I would think from a practical standpoint, no, we're, no one's going this summer. And it's probably for the best.
1: Yeah. I mean, when they announced out of nowhere that they were going to open up for Friday, July 17th, mm-hmm. I had people earlier that day were like, do you think the rumors are true that the park's going to reopen? And I said, I think that there is 0% reality in those rumors. Like I just didn't see how they could be going so slow, going so slow. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take time, then all of a sudden open by July. Like mm-hmm. Walt Disney World, as everybody predicted, as soon as this happened, everybody thought Walt Disney World would be open quicker than than Disneyland because Florida. Mm-hmm. And Florida's a little bit faster and looser than out here. And so Florida was laying a foundation of, you know, we think we're gonna have uh Cast members back on this date and we're going to be doing cast member previews on this date and we're going to be doing an annual pass preview. And they were just laying out this long stretch to get people ready for what like July 10th or 11th. They're going to be open to the public and then almost like a great Kentucky Derby. And here comes Disneyland out of nowhere and they're pulling up neck and neck and you're like, where did the announcement come from? The Disneyland is going to open up in the next three weeks and remember, we did the episode sort of bracing, like, here's safe places to go. Here's so how you could do it and, and feel good about it. And I felt like the whole time we were recording that, and we even mentioned it subtly in that episode, we were like, that is if they don't change their mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all know what happened now. It, it just it didn't happen that way.
0: Yeah. So did you go to Downtown Disney? Have you gone and visited all of that? I have. So
1: okay, I was lucky enough to get to go to Downtown Disney on the okay. cast member preview. Um, it opened up for the general public on a Thursday Mm -hmm. and the day before they did the cast member preview and I was a guest. And what was cool about that is there was three tiers of people there. Well, ignoring the people that were working, but as far Mm -hmm. as guests go, there were cast members that were just excited to be back family members of cast members or then friends of cast members. That's Mm -hmm. who's there. So one way or the other, Everybody who was walking around in downtown Disney was a stone's throw away from being the responsibility of someone who works there. So it was optimal behavior. Everybody had a mask on. And I have to tell you, man, when I got back to my car that night, because I kept thinking, what could a trip to downtown Disney really be like? What, like, Mm -hmm. What could that really invoke? And I did get to go up to the gates of Disneyland twice. Once they had it roped off underneath the Matterhorn. When I went back the second time, those ropes were down, and I was actually able to walk up to the to the bars, um, and 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 stand like right there. In DCA, you could go up to the front the whole time. Mm-hmm. So Jared, when I left, I'm like, what could be, what could a night at D, uh, downtown Disney really feel like? And when I got back to my car, I have to tell you, I had that in my step. I had that love in my heart. I felt the magic. I, I I was like, I probably won't vlog or pull my camera out because it could just be a weird tone. After I did my lap, after I had a little bit of dinner, I'm like, I want to get back at it. I pulled my camera out. I was walking around showing stuff to people. And I just got back in that that buzz of loving being there. And I got into my car and I just said, it has been so long since I've felt this happiness. And actually, it had been so long since I'd felt that safe in public. And it was actually a very, very nice version of reality. Even though, yeah, it's weird. Everybody has a mask on. And yeah, you know, you're know, you supposed to wash your hands. There's hand washing stations everywhere. Both actual sinks now installed mm-hmm. everywhere. And the, the the hand pumps. But it was just nice to be in a alternate reality where everyone was on the exact same page and so even though it was a bizarre reality it was a very comforting reality to see everyone following all the same rules no debate no weird you're taking away my freedoms just like everybody on the same page i drove home that night just on cloud nine like it just Hmm. literally felt as close as anything had felt since i left the park on march Tuesday, March 8th, or whatever was my
0: last mm. trip to the park. Yeah. Um, that's the best of the best you got there, right? That group is going to be the best of the best. They're going to go with good intentions. They're going to go right, follow the rules, and, and that's great. Did you, did you get a sense, like, okay, now it seems clear, like, Disneyland can, like, you know, like, this might work, or did you feel more comforted by what you saw there, or were you still, like, Disneyland's a whole different ball of wax? So you're absolutely right.
1: That was, like the best that you could hope for in the next couple of days when the general population was able to come out, they did have moments where, you know, it looked like the attendance spiked someplace um, where you probably wouldn't want to be there. So I immediately knew that I was blessed to get that sort of VIP treatment. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight, Jared, is um, have you been watching any of the coverage of Walt Disney world reopening and what that reality has looked like?
0: Uh, a little bit, uh not I haven't been like following it like you know every little piece of footage that's out there for each park and everything I've caught. you know it's like if someone filmed something specifically i'll I'll take a look at it and see, and I gotta say it for me, it's a little bit I'm happy that the parks are open, I am all right. for the parks opening at a, at a in a safe manner, um, but it was a little sad to see some of the the limitedness of it, yes, um, you know, and it wasn't obviously it has to change and be different, especially right now, but to see how small the parade was, to see how things are spread out. It, it, it's very empty, even for as many people that we're going to go for these opening days. Um, eh, like, yeah. it, it, it's great that it's back, but it's kind right. of like a Frankenstein, right? Like, right. Oh, something's off.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure it would be different if 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 I was there walking around. Yes. But watching the coverage uh, over on YouTube, um, I was blown away at how sparse it was mm-hmm. how empty it was you know i love i love disneyland but i'm also uh, an entrepreneur and have been my entire adult life so when you have that sickness of having to worry about every dollar that you make you mm-hmm. worry about how everybody else makes every dollar that they need to make you just train your brain to always look at everything from a business perspective and i keep watching these videos that people put up on youtube and I keep thinking, there's no way, no way this could be worth Disney World's time to open those gates for that small amount of people. And many of them are locals. Many of them are AP holders. Like, there's just no way that financially it could make sense for them to open up the park.
0: I, That's my thought. I mean, again, this is a huge, sprawling thing, right? Like, it's it's... The numbers are so big in these cases; they're abstract, right? right? So that uh, b- there's a built-in like, yes, we're going to lose this much, but if we do this now, right, it puts us here by this time, and you know. So I think it's all of that, which I I can't really wrap my head around. But I that was my thought. Like I thought maybe the experience would be changed. We're like we're going to bring groups in, and we're going to kind of walk you around or something like that. You don't even need to yeah. control the thing so you don't need someone at every possible restaurant or st- store or, you know, so I don't know. I, I, it must be a very different feeling to be there. Like you said, and maybe it seems more normal when you are like, it's just a really empty day, but uh, the video, it just looked, <laughs> it looked so off to me. It
1: does. And, and when you see everybody essentially getting their own ride vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm the only person riding rise of the resistance. It's like, what like, yeah? Those other five seats around you are so coveted. How in the world, or other what is it that rides eight? You know, yeah. so there's seven people that aren't riding it right now. That could be. I mean, I from a guest perspective, completely open wide walkways. Every attraction says that it's 45 minutes, but all the vloggers are just like, well, it says 45 minutes, but it really only took us seven and a half. Like everything is is really really weird as far as those mechanics go. But then mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was watching, I'm like, you mean to tell me a guy working, um, test track or do they have a in Walt Disney world? Uh, uh,
0: yeah. Oh no, no. They just took it out.
1: They just okay. took it out for Tron.
0: So yeah. a guy,
1: Oh, really? They took an Autopia out for Tron. There you go. See, I told you. Wow. <laughs> wow. I like the way that sounds. Um, but I was watching a guy who was I think was working test track or or, or some attraction. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. it was really. But the poor guy has on a face mask and he has the 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 shield over him too. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it it feels so weird to see that poor guy have to go to those links to feel safe so you and I can go on the jungle cruise for the five hundredth time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah. You know? I know, and then you, you see them spraying down those carts right. between writers and stuff and you know it's like visiting a friend in the hospital you know yes. say, hey buddy that is the perfect <laughs> analogy how are you you feel you look great
1: you know <laughs> you you want another pillow or you want some ice you need some ice you look you need ice i'll go get you ice no that's a yeah, perfect that, analogy
0: that's, that's tough it's tough to see uh and then to think like You know, how much of this is going to stick around, even as just a precaution? Um, And I don't know. I I mean, certainly the numbers will probably go up as far as people attending and stuff. But still, are we going to struggle to try to keep it? at these limited capacities and you know like we said people who want to crush rides maybe this is a dream come true right right? you can go and you do everything but for us it's all about the ambiance, the atmosphere and that's just not there from what i've seen in the videos and you know it's the noise and the smells and the crowds and people in there and so to me it just looked kind of sad
1: yeah it it looked like it uh but it didn't seemed like it felt like it right like the Mm, sort of the emotion of the heart of the park is taken out and you know i did that crazy uh stunt where i streamed for 18 hours and five minutes i recreated an entire day of disneyland on friday july 17th and the part that really really got to me Jared, is i asked everybody i said okay we're gonna watch fireworks at 9 30 and to be a good disneyland guide And to make it feel real, I made sure for both Fireworks and Fantasmic that we got to the spot like 10 minutes before. Because if you just push a button and there's fireworks, it doesn't feel like Disneyland fireworks. Right. Part of the fun of the fireworks is actually waiting for them to start. And that always becomes a good time of hanging out with your friends. So I had the Twitch and the YouTube chat and everybody's just hanging out. And we're literally just like friends on Main Street waiting for the fireworks to start. And I said... If I cry during the fireworks, do you want me to turn my camera on? Because I was going to just turn my camera off during the fireworks. Like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're our guide. If you cry, we you're our guide to the magic. You have to do it. right? And, Jared, I bawled like a baby. And it wasn't because Disneyland Forever is an amazing fireworks show. Because it is. But what really, really broke me up. Is uh I found this beautiful version of Disneyland Forever where a camera crew had shot it from all around the park. And it was as much about the fireworks as it was Disneyland as it was about the people that were in the park.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what really choked me up was seeing a main street full of people. Yeah. Something that you used to complain about, and it just choked me up. I'm like, we're not gonna get back to that. I we can't get back. To that moment and there's just an energy of Disneyland when all the streets are full and it's humming and it's as much as we complain about it, it, it's part of what makes it so special. And the part that really got me on that stream was like, oh, I can't go to Disneyland. It wasn't that at all. It was like, I just miss being in community. I miss being around strangers. I miss being around my species. And I can say this, if the night at downtown Disney provided anything, it gave me that connection for a night so i don't know maybe going to one of the parks is way different than watching it on youtube but oh, for sure but watching it from both uh, uh an adoring fan's perspective and as a business person's perspective it is very 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 odd
0: yeah and there's a layer of distance because it's uh disney world <laughs> if i had seen disneyland True. footage i think that would have made it even more like right. heartbreaking, you know? Uh, but again, it's, it's out of love. It's not out of this, like, Oh, you're making a terrible decision or, or look at those stupid people. Not at all. It's, it's not that. It's just that we love this place so much. And then you see it come back in this way. You're just like, it just sort of breaks your heart. You yeah. know, it just, you, you want the best for this thing well, <laughs> and it, it just looks a little different.
1: I'm very fearful for, for Disney as a company No company has enough money to go endlessly without generating new revenue. Right, right. They can't put movies in theaters. They've already accepted the lion's share of the Disney Plus money. ESPN has no sports. ABC is going to run out of stuff that they have in the can. I mean, it, it, it could be a really, really bad spot for them. So I feel bad that there's not a way to just open it up in some sort of limited capacity. I mean, I even did a video um, breaking down how they could do what Knott's Berry Farms did with, you know, Knott's has selections that are open and it's a food and wine festival. And essentially Mm -hmm. because of their zoning being different than Disneyland, they can reopen and just say, well, these are restaurants and none of our Mm -hmm. rides are open. And so I sort of did a video where my idea is that if you came in through the right tunnel, which is the proper tunnel to come in, everybody knows mm-hmm. that. You If you went into the right tunnel, and then immediately when you came into Disneyland, cast members pushed you over to the right. So you went up the um, guest overflow corridor. Mm-hmm. And then if that brought you into the hub, and each spoke of the hub was essentially... Like a food cart, right? Like basically you'd have Plaza Inn, then you'd have a Tomorrowland food stand, a Fantasyland one, get your photo in front of Sleeping Beauty. Uh, You'd have the Fantasy Fair one. And then in a cool way, you could actually walk up into Frontierland if you want to get something and then do that little jag over to Adventureland where, let's be honest, bingo barbecue and Dole Whip is why everybody showed up today. Mm-hmm. And then using Main Street as a one-way direction, you could come back down Main Street one direction if you needed to hit Gibson Grill, Candy Palace, Refreshment Corner, Carnation Cafe. And by going one way down Main, it would create the ability that if they wanted to do like cafeteria-style limited edition shopping off of the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. Then when you get back down to the hub, seats moved around everywhere, uh, essentially creating... A very park vibe where people could sit around the hubs in a way they've never done it before. People could sit around Town Square in a way they've never done it before. You don't want to let anybody up on the main street train station platform because people would get too close to one another. So -hmm. you could use that as an entertainment stage, have the Disneyland band play or, or another band or at some moment characters loaded up in Tomorrowland could circle around get off the train wave at everybody and go around like i really feel like there would be a way that they could do something like that 100 150 price tag still have to buy your food when you get in and i feel like they could max it out because there's literally just a bunch of people like us that just want to get in there but the odd thing for somebody like you i know is food is sort of the weirdest part of it all because that's when the mask comes off
0: yeah 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 that's that's right. So that's what i mean like i don't i don't know what the what their concern is exactly for these, you know, is it safer to put people one by one on a ride as opposed to having them sitting around eating, eating things or, or, or what? And I think something like that even would work fantastic at uh, DCA, which has even more of a good setup for, for something like that. Um, But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if this is all just like dress rehearsal for when we actually do open. Like this is really just a soft open or something like that. Uh, Even though Disney world is, is going ahead with all the parks and stuff. But um, you know, I think Disney, that's running on a different schedule, obviously because of california and 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 all of that but yeah I, I mean I think there are ways to do it, definitely clever ways to to sort of manage this and make it event like and fun and different and it's like this is the one time we can do these kinds of different right, things and people right. will accept it um so i I'm all for that kind of stuff i just I'm not sure what their concern is at this point or what the yeah what the what the driving force would be for them to to open right now so but I like that idea. I would love that idea. Do you think it's literally
1: just California in the way of them? like, Or do you think that the corporation... Because like I, I I took a walking tour of Burbank, the property out of mm-hmm. Burbank. I walked the grounds where Mickey Mouse Park was going to be, which eventually mm-hmm. became Disneyland. And then I walked the, the studio. And I'm in the middle of like editing a video where you can see what every little building in the studio is. But, you know... None of the execs were at work, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a real sign of where people are at. Like, would you open the park and you wouldn't go to work? You know what I mean? It's kind of that, that interesting thing. So my question for you is, is it literally just California or do you think as a corporation or the mindset of California as executives and as people that live here, they're like, we're, the state's not ready? Like, how do, you think that it, it, how do you think that it is in this sense of peril?
0: see this is where it gets it almost gets political i think um because i think florida runs on a different you know they they were very pushed to open florida right and and so i think it's hard to not go with it i was a little surprised disney did go with it and open i thought okay at best maybe just open one park see how it goes or something like that but they're going full steam ahead um and and california seems to be wanting to do that but kind of being a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Maybe not as aggressive about opening. We did open back up too soon, which seems clear now. Um, So I think there's this feeling of like, well, don't, you you know, even if the threat is the same as it was a month ago or or in May when, when things started opening back up publicity wise, you know, are you sending the wrong message saying, Oh, well, we're going to open up. Yeah. And does that make everyone mad and then employees and, and things like that? I know that they said they had, they received state, requirements for opening too late in order to hit that July 17th date. But it seems like it's probably a bit more of a complex decision than that. Oh, um, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, if we do open before Labor Day or whatever, then um, maybe that was true. You know, maybe it is that they just had to get things in order. But um, I don't know. We're, again, my concern is that we open too fast and then we close again.
1: Which and, is and kind of where means. it seems like we're headed towards, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I think it's harder for Disney to to sort of turn that ship around once they decide to set sail. And then they might just have to stay open and whatever that means. You know, maybe nobody goes or maybe people are still getting sick, but they're just like, well, be better about it. You know, (laughs) wash your hands more or something like that. I don't know. Well, I think the Downtown
1: Disney proves that people are ready. That if they opened, they'd have no problem getting people to go there. I mean... Oh, yes, yes. There's been... Each weekend, there's been that text that goes out that gives you an idea that, you know, that the parking's getting ready to get full and that they're not letting people in. So um, if that's getting that capacity, only imagine if the park was open. It was just weird, though. It was like everything in California was like, we're probably not going to open up anything until like 21 or the end of the year. And then all of a sudden, the message got really confusing. It was like in one week, it's like, hey, guys, restaurants are open. And then the next week, it was like salons are open. And the next weekend, it was like all of a sudden, I don't know if it was the rest of the country Mm. was moving. And then we felt the the current of that. I don't know. And I had somebody get on me for this before. You got to hear what I'm talking about. I don't know if it was everybody looking at the news every night seeing all the major cities, streets full of people that were protesting. I'm not saying protesting reopened America. I'm just saying the visual of us being pack animals and go, there's 50,000 people out there right now. Are people just done with this and ready to go back? Like it was such weird timing the way human momentum was working. And I I just kept saying August 1st. I said August 1st will be the date when you'll know how safe it is to go out of your hole because people started to get loose for Memorial Day. Then the, all the, the, the protest testing was happening, there was lots of people everywhere. And then people got wild for Fourth of July. And this is a weird virus. It's not mm-hmm. like you just, you know, you touch somebody and now you have a rash and you know that you have it. It's like it's row, row your boat. You know, it takes a while to get to where you're going. Um, Mm -hmm. And I kept predicting August 1st, that's the date, that's the date. And man, oh man, middle of July, that was looking like a very smart prediction because that's when things started to get very, very wild. So it was just amazing that Disney kind of got in that momentum. And I don't know, what do you think? Do you think it was a good thing that they didn't get all the way open? Like, Could you imagine it being
0: open right now as our numbers are going where they're going? Yeah. See, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, no, I think it's great that it didn't, I that it didn't open again. There's so many factors of this, right? Like just to consider the the press about it, if it starts turning that, like, oh, what a terrible idea and stuff like that. right? Then people are angry. Like that's a whole different thing than the reality of of, of case numbers or, or if it's coming from people here and, and things like that. If we can't get people to just wear masks, if that is such an issue, that it, to me is very concerning. And that, That's another level for for cast members and and for people who are saying like, hey, you got to put your mask on and, you know, and if they don't want to and how you deal with that. And and just it's a shame that those factors have to come into play, that everyone can't just be like, you know, like it's like we're all children. Like they said, okay, you can go outside and play if you put your mask on. Nope, I'm still going to go outside and I'm not going to wear my mask. Watch this. Well, you've already heard how they've had to crack
1: down at Disney World, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the opening rule was everybody wears a mask. And then people tried to abuse the system. like, Oh, I'll put it back on when I'm done eating this or I'm drinking this. I'll put it back on. And they had to take the rule. And now they're doing it at downtown Disney as well. It's like if you are eating and drinking, you have to be stationary. If you are moving, you've got to have a mask on. And I just it's fascinating to me that they even had to level up the rule because there's always somebody. And I've learned this more than anywhere living in California. There's always somebody that thinks that the rules don't apply to them. And the idea of somebody walking through the park just casually taking a sip off of a soda every 30 steps. like, Oh, I'll put my mask back on when I'm done with my drink. Uh That burns me up. That literally burns me up.
0: Yeah, you you start to see how we're, as a country, I think we're just not built for this type no. of thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are doing very well, too. And I know people, even, even people who are being good, take it very personally when someone says a general statement like, wear a mask. I am wearing a mask. You know, so they're mad, too, now, right? Right. Like, Everybody's mad. We're, we're just not built for this kind of stuff, which is unfortunate. And so I think this is sort of inevitable that we were very good at the beginning right like uh, the the first month of this everyone stayed home and i think people kind of thought oh it's a little vacation you know but then they just got tired of it and then it became what can i use as an excuse to not do this anymore and it's just like mind over matter well i'm just going to live my life i'm not going to let this you know, scaring me, not taking into consideration all the other sort of factors around it. So eh, that's what I'm, that's my concern about reopening is that it's just going to be too hard to enforce a lot of this stuff in a way that's sort of consistent with Disney and their customer service. And then just having a pleasant day in the park turns into this big thing. And are you just on edge? Because now you're on that ride and that guy took his mask off right when we took off and, you know, like, does it, yeah. The whole <laughs> yeah. You you, you you bring
1: know. up a great point because there's been I've had a couple of altercations in my neighborhood where somebody just clearly isn't going by the rules, mm-hmm. and I have to debate like to right. go across the lagoon. Yeah. Everybody, every citizen has to cross the same bridge, right? You have to go across the bridge to get on the other side of the lagoon. Every jogger, every walker, every dog walker, you got to cross the bridge, and all the time people go you know where I want to sit? I want to sit in the middle of the bridge. Yeah. And I yes. want to sit yes. here without a mask on with eight of my friends. And I get aggravated because I'm like, now every person that comes to this park that lives in this neighborhood, we all have to walk past you and your and your your particles. And mm-hmm. it, that's the type of thing that makes me mad. And so you're right. When you're at Disneyland and you see somebody breaking the rules, do you just look the other way? Do you get upset? I mean, I was watching people do the... um tower of terror out Mm -hmm. in uh orlando and i'm like all you do when you're on the tower of terror is scream it's it's just five minutes of exhaling that's all it is and um you know the fact that they had to start blurring people's faces out if you take your mask off and ride photos is (laughs) insane
0: (laughs) see now in tokyo they said it's a rule now. Please don't scream on the ride. It's That was the, the hilarious tagline that everyone's been quoting. Don't scream on the ride. Scream in your heart. <laughs> and, that, yeah. and that probably works in Tokyo just fine. Oh, be, oh, yeah. Scream in my heart. No problem. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I think that's the but you can't just say, OK, America, change. Right. Uh, you know, so I think that's why you have to take all of that into consideration and say this has to be part of our opening plan. Just because you say we're going to require masks does not mean that that's going to be an effective approach. So I don't know. It's like uh, you have to sort of pad it. Right. And so make make cases for, well, okay, we have to assume a certain percentage is not going to wear a mask. So now we have to make these lines further apart because, you know, so that's what I mean. Again, it's sort of like when I saw the footage for Florida. Uh, There's our good old friend, but it's not the same thing. Do I want to go back so badly, even if this thing is all beat up and bandages and and blindfolds and things like that?
1: So you have been like hardcore hardcore on lockdown right like you pretty much yeah you haven't really gone anywhere or done anything or done anything socially
0: nope not at all been staying home just working I'll go out for uh, like a a jog or a run or uh, just walk around my immediate area and stuff like that but I haven't even like driven off to go somewhere to like hike or anything like that so I've been pretty darn good I haven't gone home but that's a Bigger trip and all these other issues of you don't want to take something home and yeah kill your family and then head back up to Disneyland
1: and you have you so. have older parents right because we're at that age
0: right yep yep yeah so. yeah
1: yeah it, it it's been interesting because I've been going out uh, mm-hmm. a lot like not in public but me and my wife we. We were way overdue to upgrade our car. And so during all of this pandemic, we're like, let's get a new car. And the idea was we can't go on any vacation. We're stuck at home. If we get a nice new car, we can just like have a bubble and we can just go out into the world and and essentially make the car our vacation home and just live our life. And I have to tell Mm -hmm. you, as I've started to like adventure around and go to Manhattan Beach and go to L.A. and go to Malibu and go to Santa Monica, it is insane. It is insane how many people are just out there living their life and seemingly not caring at all. Like, this just isn't even happening. And, you know, you go to certain parts of town and everybody has a mask on and it looks, you know, like, okay. People are aware of what's going on. Good. We're, we're right. good as a civilization. And then you go to Manhattan Beach, and every restaurant is crowded, and every patio couldn't put another person on it. Nobody has a mask on because they're all eating and drinking. And then the, the, the servers literally look like they have armor on. I mean, they yeah. just have so much gear on to keep them safe. And it's just – it is so bizarre when you go out into the world – sort of keeping an eye on who's taking this serious and who isn't (laughs) right. And if Disneyland's anything, it's a crossroad of America, right? Like it is a little bit of every demograph finds enough money to get through that gate. And, uh, so I would imagine that left to its own devices, it would look a lot like how LA looks right now.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you think about like staying in a hotel? Like, does that seem, that seems kind of terrifying to me still for a lot of reasons, but like, that doesn't seem safe to me. Even just going like, even the thought of for me driving home to Northern California, which is about a six hour drive. Yeah. uh, Stopping, to go to the bathroom or something it seems like oh god that sounds awful right like uh, and then how do you know if it's open I know a lot of the places are closed if if you can buy gas but you can't go inside anymore right um, so it's like a lot of these other factors and stuff like that but yeah so to me going out to eat and seeing your waiter come to that that would be like very anxious for me that would make me anxious and I'm like why am I doing this why am I so you know anxious about going to dinner. And this uh, RoboCop approaches your table to take your order.
1: You know, it's, um, I've only had to do it once when I was at mm. downtown Disney. Uh, I ate at a uh, black tap. And when the guy came to bring the food to the table, I was, it, it, it's just a, an instant reminder of things are weird right now. Yes. And almost like you and I being young and single guys in the nineties, um, it feels a lot like the AIDS scare that you were basically told from every commercial that you ever watched, if you're not protected, bad things could happen.
0: Right, right. And
1: it's like if you take your mask off or your face condom, you just feel like, Oh, I I am I'm I I am now living in the danger zone, you know? And I often mm-hmm. wonder like, is the mask really Protecting me a lot, I mean, you know, is the constant hand sanny Is that getting me in a good spot? Like, it is just a, such an interesting time to be alive and to go out into public. And it's also a weird thing where the thing that we love to do the most required fifty thousand people, and literally, like the Star Trek Enterprise, at that fifty thousand people on any given day, there's two people from every country. There's, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Two of everything there at all times. So it's just weird that this like crossroads is like the thing that we love to do the most, which is one of the things that's most threatening in this time period
0: oh yeah yeah and i you know again this is a disneyland podcast so we are specifically talking about disneyland and 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 this thing i am completely grateful that i am in the situation that i am in that i am able to work from home right continue to make money have a car have a place to stay i'm not concerned about uh, buying groceries next week or or anything like that And, and that is a cushy spot to be in and i'm Completely great. So, so it's kind of, you know, oh boohoo, I can't go to Disneyland. I get that. I, I don't want that to go. That, you know, some people are forced to have to go out into work, and that would drive me crazy. If I yeah. had to go to work at Disneyland right now or something, that would be very stressful, and you would consider not doing that job anymore or trying to find something else, which is not the best time. So, you know, it's, that's another factor you have to consider is putting these poor cast members into harm's way as, as well, and what is the. You know, what is the balance of risk versus sort of caution, over caution and things like that? There are other people that have to be there. It's not just a ride and us going on rides and stuff. There's all these people that have to are forced to now be in public more than they would be normally. And some people probably are OK. that happy to be sure. working and getting money? But other people, I'm sure, are, are not. So, yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that that's clear. It is a. Um, I, I'm lucky to be where I am, so I'm not. I really don't feel bad for myself. What's going on? But um, I, I feel horrible for myself. I mean, if
1: <laughs> yes, if, you if anybody's been tortured here, it's me. For um, sure. No, that is the thing. People that work at grocery stores typically yep. don't do that because. That's what their master's degree and eight years of college got them. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a a job that most people do more out of necessity than out of a, a dream or a wish list. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that really, really love being a cast member at Disneyland. And for a lot of people, it's a transitional moment in their life. And, you know, it's one thing to go there as a guest and to experience like, oh, okay, uh, so there's four other people in line with me at the Haunted Mansion. But there's another thing to be the woman working at the haunted mansion that has to be literally yep. two foot from every guest that comes by to get on a doom buggy. And you're absolutely right. That is the person that I I really, really feel for. You know, I mean mm-hmm. it's it's an unfair advantage. Um last I checked, cast members don't make like, you know, OMG right. change your life income. Um so to have to get into the middle of all that would be really Really crazy. One of the things that I've already seen that they've modified here in California is when you walk up to the gates, they now have plexiglass around, you know, the cast members that are the ticket takers. Mm, And so they literally step into a three-walled acrylic um, protection shield, right? So there's the way that they go in, but as everybody's coming at them, they're in this acrylic shield Um, obviously they still have to scan passes and take photos and put out paper tickets. I don't know how all that's going to work. But as I was walking around the resort, I started to wonder how much of this acrylic is here forever and how much Mm -hmm. of it comes back down after. Because here's the thing that's getting weird. We can't agree as a nation about putting... Four to six inches of cloth over our face.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What do you think the agreements on putting something inside of your body that is brand new, that has little research, little long term studies and effects like? What do you think America's going to do when it's vaccine time?
0: (laughs) Well, that's going to be a whole other. Right. Whole other discussion. I mean, you know, there there is some logic in that, right? There is, of course, you know, you're, if it was anything else other than this situation, which is a, a situation that most of us have never experienced before in our entire life, yeah. right? Nothing close to this. No, it's a
1: once so in a hundred year. Like, nobody's around that went through this the first time or, or the right. last time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like there are other things that, you know, like so, I think if you came from the time when like polio was around, right, and yeah. and the difference that that vaccine made, uh, smallpox, things like that, um, yeah, it, it would seem sort of to to look at it now like that and be sort of cavalier about it would seem like oh what's what's the problem you know <laughs> you know like why wouldn't you take that stuff so because of the timing on this it's obviously very strange like oh this is so fast and and you know right I don't know people want to see. What it is, but I I don't know if that changes. If you were sick, if you were if you were really sick, and they're like, you know, we've done all these tests and and it seems safe, would you pass it up then, or is it just because it's abstract, and you're not sick yet, and it's preemptive? Do you say I'm not going to risk it? I mean, if I was sick, shoot anything at my body to <laughs> yeah. keep me alive, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's a
1: whole other scenario, <laughs> right? But, but when I think about, so let's say that you have to get a shot to go to Disneyland. You have mm-hmm. to have the card or whatever that, you know, I mean, whatever they could make, people would bootleg it. So there's really, that's yeah. not even a reality. But let's just say, for an example, you had to have the the vaccine to go. Right. Some days I'm like, if you could give me a shot and tell me that my life goes back to normal, I will, I'm I'm already tapping the skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've already got my sleeve pulled up. I'm already tapping the skin. I'm ready to go. And then other times I get a little bit worried about like... Right. It, it's awful fast. <laughs> it's, it's awful fast to make something like this happen. And I'm, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If you are, good for you. I, it, whatever you feel comfortable for you, your children, your pets, it's entirely up to you. Of course. I, I'm not that type of person. But then again, I've never gotten a flu shot because I'm just like, I'm healthy. I normally don't get sick. When I do, it's not that long. I've been blessed with resiliency. Um, So I don't do that either, you know, and and this just adds another level of complication to things. But not even looking at it from my own perspective because I'll I'll have to see what is in front of me before I go absolutely no problem or I'm going to wait a week and see if my friend dies. But Mm. I'm just talking about as a nation, that conversation is probably going to get crazy if face masks were weird.
0: Right. Well, I to me I think I agree. I completely agree. It's going to be and they're talking about that already very very much so about um even if a vaccine does come before the end of the year or or the early part of next year uh, will it be effective enough because people, you know, will enough people take it and right. be willing to take it. So maybe that'll sort of um ease the uh, panic to get it right, right. because they're not going to be able to give it to everybody right off the bat they're talking about doing it for the essential workers first or hospital workers and always then... they get everything first i'm so sick of that <laughs> so maybe that'll ease the the rush of it and then it can kind of flow out at a normal pace to me the thing is this like yeah i think the immediate benefits are going to be apparent and, and it'll probably work from that perspective i think what most people are probably worried about what i would be worried about is Oh, now we see that after taking this thing every year for five years, people can't have children, or you know right, <laughs> like right. some, it's those kinds of things, so it's the long term thing that <laughs> that you feel like well, they can't possibly know this because it hasn't been that long yet, so um, so I think it's that that kind of freaks you out, but I don't know I, I still feel like I would probably get it um when it's available, although I've never gotten a flu shot either, yeah although this and this might be the year I get a flu shot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i I don't know man it's it's weird you know when we were kids it was just like your mom and dad took you to the doctor and they're like hey they need their booster they need their tecna they need this and they need that and you just got them and you went about your business and it was just the way that it was um but this is the first time in our life where there's like okay here's a really big problem and here's something that probably makes it go away in the short term Mm -hmm. 20 years from now you're on your own that i mean that's a weird thing and you know, I think anybody uh, would probably pause and think about, okay, do do I want to do this? But it's, yet again, it's another bizarro obstacle in between mm-hmm. us and the lives that we used to live, the lives that we used to have. And I'm right there with you, man. If you're people like you and I that always work from home, financially, not a lot's changed. You know, right, in right. fact, I've been doing better than ever because all i do is work you know Mm -hmm. as i've interviewed people for my job with adventures and design there's literally two camps there's people that just don't want to do anything and they're not doing anything and they're just Mm -hmm. embracing this is a moment where like i'm putting my life on pause i don't care it's not like how can i do this work that is meaningless when all this other stuff is happening and then there's the other camp that i'm in where it's like if i work all the time I don't have to think and so it's literally like everybody's in one of those two camps and I say whichever one is your survival instinct follow that path and don't let anybody make you feel guilty for going in that direction Um, but when this part of my life hasn't changed a lot but every time you go out into the real world it's so different it's startling and it it, it just makes me more and more wonder are we ever going to get back into the park when we do get in the park what will it look like can disney survive this storm i mean if california gets really really strict like how long technically could they go before it's like hey we're in a bad spot here Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's it's something i think about
0: yeah for sure it definitely there's a concern for me all the way around um Again, it's such a big question. Like I can't even. <laughs> I know. I don't even know how that works, you know, or if this opens and it can float this and and all of that, or, or I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I'm concerned about. Is this? It's like this prayer to be normal again. But what does that mean? And and, and normal might be, and normal might be overreaching. You know, like. Yeah. We're, we're going to redefine normal in the coming year. Um, and it's not going to be like it was, but it's going to be a version of that, but not not like it was. And also, does it seem like a lot of celebrities are dying right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're just like hyper aware of everything right now, because that's all we're doing is staying home and looking at our phones and everything. But I'm like, yeah, every day no, you're right. It seems like, so it's like weird. There's a, It starts to get a little... Uh, like this weirder, bigger picture of the whole thing being sort of stressful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the other side of this looks like, but I I, I want to not be afraid to go to Target. <laughs>
1: I, I, I want to not be afraid that I need hamburger buns and I got to go into the store because yeah. it's like, oh, I can't get. I got to do a whole order if I have it delivered to the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so wild. But yeah. I thought it was important to do an episode like this because every Wednesday I've been taking people into the park. We've been giving people escapism. But as we get into this moment in August, I think it's time to really have a real conversation, to mm-hmm. take a knee and say it is in the seven month range now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for sure, things don't look better or more promising than they did seven months ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh am i right with seven months or no am i i'm, I'm off hold on i'm we're in the five month range. i'm sorry
0: yeah i'm yeah. sorry
1: five months right i keep adding months on it feels like every month has felt like a year yes but we're in the 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 five month range now which means we're getting close to six months a half a year being mm-hmm. in this sort of pause and so i think now's the moment when we all have to really start to evaluate and i think maybe readjust what our expectations are Mm -hmm. and i think get our hearts used to something that's very different than what we once had
0: oh for sure and brace yourself for fall because that's going to be just a nightmare um yeah it was funny i I stepped outside on saturday or something like that and um my immediate thought was like, oh, this is perfect Disneyland weather. We've oh. been having perfect Disneyland weather. Lately. Oh. Like it's warm but not too hot. Uh, you know, It gets a little hotter in the late afternoon, but that's perfect. And uh, everything keeps reminding me like I would be, probably be at the park or or even being a jerk at this point saying like, eh, I'm not going to go over until about 6 o'clock. I'm just going <laughs> to wait until it's, <laughs> until it's cooler and yeah, like that. Ricky, you go and, and I, tell
1: me when it dies down and I'll show up. <laughs>
0: And it made me miss it so much. And, and for me, being so new to the area and living this close to Disneyland, it just kills me now that I'm not able to enjoy this like I thought I was going to. You know, I think I've gone now more when I lived up north than <laughs> since moving down here. How much do you miss the signings? I mean,
1: mm. part of your business... Is doing a lot of work in your apartment and and being very efficient at design. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, if I'm looking at your career from an outsider, I see one of the payoffs is getting to go to underground. Whether they put you in DCA or put you in downtown, and just sort of having like, yeah, it's a day at work. You know, it's two days at work. Or if they fly you out to Orlando, it's it's a week's worth of work. But so many people coming up to you and just excited to meet you and telling you, oh, we got this in our baby's room and this is in our living room. And, you know, my wife bought this for me um, when we first met each other. And We got to get this piece to finish off the room like that's a really valuable part of the process, because even though sometimes it can be a little emotionally fatiguing, um, mm-hmm. it it is kind of what gives you the power to make it through the long nights and long weekends of just drawing 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 right like that that reward is a big part of the process right and it's been robbed from you
0: mm. yeah um so under normal circumstances yes i mean certainly now uh, uh, the idea of a signing would be terrifying yeah yeah of course <laughs> but uh, yeah but under normal circumstances yes of course it's 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 one of the Sort of the the perks of doing this for Disney, yeah, um, and, and to be able to go and do that because I don't think you can do this for too many other companies where you get to get to do that. Um, mm-hmm. One because of the nature of Disney fandom in general, you know, they're not they, they like the stuff, they like the company, they like these characters so much that you just get packaged in with that, and so they're there, they show up for that. Right. Whereas I think other people with other companies and and different IPs are kind of like, well, who are you and and did you create this? Oh, you did. It's it. all so, kind of anonymous, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the great things about doing work for Disney. Um, so of course I missed that. And you know, I was lucky; I got my signings in that were scheduled. Nothing got canceled for me um, at this point in the year. Um, so I think the longer this goes on, the more I'm going to feel that loss. You know, thank goodness for social media, where you still feel sort of in touch with with oh, uh, yeah. the people who follow you and things like that. Um, so you can still have some of those conversations. Um, and that has certainly the. Volume has certainly turned up on that, uh, but yeah, of course, I, I, I miss doing that and just the whole, you know, the whole atmosphere of, of how that would be a whole day at the park or something like that. You know, go early, have breakfast, go for the signing, hang out with other people, and it turns into this other thing. And like that's really that's what I miss the most is just that um, those long days at the park where you just hang out with everybody and it's like different people come at different times and you're going to go do this, that, you know, meet these people for dinner. And then, yeah. So it's that, I think I miss that more than, um, specifically the signing part, which I do love, but, um, yeah, it's just the hanging out there.
1: I know I've, I've, I've had those nights where you're talking about where the weather's perfect. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I look, I will even open up my phone and put in that day's date. And then it'll mm-hmm. show you all the photos <laughs> that you've taken on that date. And I'm like, I've been to Disneyland like four of the last six years on this yeah. particular date. And there's just been a couple of days where I got really bummed out because I'm like, I know for certain if this wasn't happening, mm-hmm. me and the guys would be meeting. We'd be taking a lap. We'd be ha- you know having drinks. Tonight's a night where we would have for sure got together and shut it down. Like for mm-hmm. sure shut it down. And I miss... I miss that community. I miss my Disney friends. And you and I quite possibly had one of the greatest Disney years ever last year. I mean, last year was an unbelievable Disneyland year. We started the podcast. So you and I started specifically going out and researching and doing things. And it was kind of when our crew established. And so having friends that are specifically your Disneyland friends that you only Mm -hmm. see when you go there. I mean, it was unbelievable year and uh you know to have it where we're at now where it's like is it going to happen again and when it happens again what is it going to look like and most importantly what is it going to feel like like that is so wild it's so So wild i have no
0: idea it's like a reset right we had the great year so now we're hitting reset yes (laughs) and we're going to build back up to another amazing year and think how like um everything's going to be new again right like if what if we get to that point where we, everybody feels safe to go back to the park and then it's sort of crowded again like you're gonna just love everything so much more like i love storybook land boats more than i've ever loved it you know i love this i love where my can. knee touches
1: a stranger's knee on that boat more than
0: ever <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So um, maybe it'll be a nice sort of rejuvenation uh, of the feeling. But I saw—I I just someone posted just an old clip of the uh, Fantastic Finale, and it got me all like, oh, oh. like it just breaks me up, you know? Like, yeah, like how different is that going to be when we come back? So yeah, I don't know. We'll Seeing see.
1: Mickey Mouse wear a mask—you're
0: <laughs> already wearing one.
1: You're already wearing one, Mickey. You don't even know it. Uh, <laughs> When I think about that, like how different it will be and how different mm-hmm. it will feel, I I've got my mind into a a spot where I put up a photo of the gates, right? And a guy on social media was being very very nice. He was not trolling or anything. He he was he was consoling me. He's like, "Oh, Bricky, it's pretty bittersweet to get to go up to the gate of Disneyland." And I said, "No, man." I got a whole new attitude. Zero bitter, only sweet. Like, it literally felt so good to just stand there, to still have the music playing in the Espanon, and to just, I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. Take Please. two. They have, still have the music playing in the Esperante. Mm-hmm. and just literally standing there and looking through the front gates. And then I realized that if I went far over. You remember the gates that they had to open up with a padlock that night to let you and I out of the park? right? right, right, (laughs) And I asked the woman, like, can I please I know no photos because we're (laughs) backstage but can I please just get a photo of me being escorted out of the park by padlock?" She's like, sorry, I can't do it. I'm like, oh, okay. I I won't ask twice, but I realized that if I went over to the far left or the far right gates that I could actually look in and see in the Main Street. Mm -hmm. And Jared, Mm -hmm. seeing Main Street at 750 in July when the sun's setting, yeah, and not one human in there, and that magic hour light hitting it. It's the most that it's ever looked like a real street and a real community in my life because most downtowns don't always have every single day 10,000 people walking up and down them. That's right, like that's right. It Main Street literally looked like a real little town because of that shot that I got and it it was just it was an amazing moment like that is something it gives me goosebumps if I think about it. And I can't even believe that I would be that excited about looking into an amusement park and not being inside of it.
0: Oh, I know. See, they could just charge 500 bucks and do a photo shoot day, right? Absolutely. And small parties in and say like, okay, here you go. You can take this photo and do all that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking. I miss the smell of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and all that stuff. You know, it's funny. It's nothing really specific. It, it's like all of it. It's the vibe, you know, right? Yeah, it is. It's the different things. It's the smells and, and everything all together but um I, i've been watching that imagineering story I, I, that's like an ivy drip right just no. trying to keep me alive until we can get back i just keep that thing running over and over again it's so bit. good they did such yeah. a good job
1: of telling their story with the highs and the lows you know they mm-hmm. they didn't ignore the faults they didn't ignore the things that they got wrong um they, they did a good job of telling their own story in a what feels like a pretty honest way I, i'm right there with you though bud because it's like It's not one restaurant that I miss. Mm -hmm. It's not one attraction. It's not one corner. It's not one friend, although you're on the list. It's the culmination of that feeling of when you're driving there Mm -hmm. and and you're listening to Owl City in your car (laughs) and it's just like, you're going to Disneyland, man. And the world's your oyster. Anything and everything is possible to happen. And to me, being from the other side of the country, being from the Kentucky area where, you know, only the richest kid in your neighborhood got to go to Disney World once, and then you were like, oh, now, when you walk through the gate, what's that look like? You know, oh, no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> and, You know, kid was a horrible storyteller, he was like, we did Big Thunder Mountain, and, 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 and tell me how you get to Big Thunder Mountain, I need all the details. <laughs> but there was something about this thing that is worldwide that people love from all around the world, and millions mm-hmm. of people have been there that it's a regular part of your life. And it always felt like while everybody else was doing adult stuff, we were just escaping into the, uh, into the underground, you know, into the upside down and going into Disneyland where time melts. Everything's just completely different. And I just miss it so much, man. Like it is such a part of my identity. It was such a big part of my pastime. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It, it's probably outside of, I got health, I got employment, I got an amazing yeah. wife. But as far as pastimes and pleasures go, it is the greatest thing that you could take from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is what I love to do the most other than, you know, the necessities.
0: Right. Well, and plus we're so close. You know, I, know. I think if you're, if there's some distance, you might feel like, well, that, you know, we we been hey, flying there trip. in a while. Right, right, exactly. Or we will take a trip when the time comes. But because it's so close here and that it was such a casual right. thing, like going to the mall or something, yeah. that uh, you just really feel it. I will say, while I don't miss anything specifically, uh, when I do, like I saw a picture of that fried chicken dinner plate. Yeah. <laughs> and then that makes me just like want to yeah. cry. Uh, even though that's not like, oh, I got to get back for that fried chicken. But when I saw that picture, it's just so perfectly Disneyland. Uh, it just... Gets each other like, and then they showed the thing where how they painted the castle, and uh, they they painted those bricks uh, like a grid, you yeah. know, and they numbered each one. It's okay, this one's this shade. And yeah, I, love that d- man, attention to detail. Yeah, like i oh, like I want to paint. Can I paint one brick? Let me paint one brick. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> I'd me like pay good money?
1: Could you imagine me like all right? So what you gotta do is come here, stand right here, and just count up seventeen. That's my yeah. brick. Seventeen. <laughs> how am I supposed to count seventeen with my? Just just tell me you did it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's funny what's what's breaking through at this point for me because you know, you see a lot of the same kind of pictures. There's a yeah. lot of selfies and stuff like that. Yeah. Or castle shots and things like that but someone captures like one certain thing, like one little off thing, and I just uh, I just like, oh, I miss it so much. So yeah, I can't I can't I can't wait to go back.
1: <laughs> when I was looking at um photos the other day, I went to the park, I guess it would have been like kind of this Friday last year, right? hmm mm-hmm. And I was taking photos. I was there by myself. I was waiting to meet Tony Mendez and then ultimately get to hang out with our Bud Carey. And uh, when I was there by myself, I was taking photos, and I don't know what made me take this photo, and I don't know what I was planning on doing because I would never post it, but they had one of the high school um, bands in their plan before the, the Disneyland band. Mm-hmm. And I just took a photo of this kid um, playing a horned instrument from behind. And he was in a wheelchair. And it just, it made me so excited to be at Disneyland and be like, there's a kid in a marching band who technically can't march. But he's Mm -hmm. right in the mix of it. He's right there with everybody. They went up on the stairs and he stood down there and one of his buds stayed next to him. So like Mm. solidarity. And I just took a photo of this kid from behind, not getting his face in there purposefully. And it just was like, I'm never going to share this photo, but this is a photo for me because it just reminds me of like, literally everyone goes to Disneyland and gets whatever dream or whatever treatment
0: that they're looking for,
1: you know? (laughs) Um, And I just looked at that photo. I'm like, wow, that's such a magical thing to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah no i mean it's it 's all of that right but that's that 's the little stuff that we love about going to that park again mm-hmm. it 's not the rides or the restaurants you know in particular nothing in particular, but just all of that kind of stuff and it's it 's rare to be in that position where you can you can have that um that kind of downtime where you can catch that, yeah because most of the time you 're rushed and you 're trying to get over to other things and you know, we're lucky that we can take that time to sort of sit there and observe. And it's amazing, like like people watching there and not in a cruel way, no. but just like uh, you catch little things or you see a cast member do something or, or you know, even if they're dealing with a difficult person or, or anything like that. And to be able to have that luxury of just sitting there and absorbing it is it's great.
1: Yeah, so it is a luxury. If you keep your eyes open, you can catch some other people's very emotional moments there, you know, like. Yeah, A lot of the things that have made me choke up were just things that I saw through strangers, you know? Like mm-hmm. literally one night I saw the oldest couple you could imagine in their rascal scooters on the back edge of Radiator Springs. She had on her pride <laughs> many years and he had on yeah. his crew Mickey ears. And they were literally driving their little scooters and holding hands. And I just, I got... I'm getting choked up now because it's like to be that in love at that age and to still be like, "Hey, girl, you want to go rip Disneyland with me tonight?"
0: And it's just like Get
1: I, I, I want I want that to be me in the worst way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's amazing. I was just thinking about that too. How, um, yeah, just to be able to spend that kind of time there, like yeah. that, right? Like, like it was a I never thought as a kid, I never thought I would be at Disneyland this much. Never. I never would have dreamed that I could... And it's so nice. I mean, other than Rise of the Resistance, I have never been stressed at Disneyland <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, like I don't have that feeling like, oh, no, I've got to run to the other side of the park and get this thing at that store before we go. Or, you know, like that's how it used to be. That's for me. not how we, we come Disney, once though. a year. We, yeah, we don't yeah, Disney exactly. that way. Or like I got to get on this ride or, you know, I think maybe you feel a little stressed when you bring people and you have that. Oh, you, yeah, you that's want a different to be trip. this amazing day for them. And so you're trying a little too hard maybe to make it happen. But uh, even when we got to go on the, the tour of it, it was so relaxed, Yeah, you know, like like just to cruise around and, and just to be able to talk to a Philander and, and just experience the same thing we do all the time in this very different way. Like it wasn't even that exclusive, right? Like we got to jump some lines, of course, and things like that. But otherwise, it wasn't like we got to go to too many places that you couldn't go to as a normal guest. You don't remember when I made um, them
1: shut down the parade for me because I was like, ah, Philander, I feel kind of... I'd like to sit over there. Could you make all of those people move? And so they, they three hundred people, they had to move out of the way. And then I sit down in yeah. that seat. I'm like, I hate to do this, but I think I was better where I was at. So I, yeah, I that shut down the kid in the wheelchair from the band. He's blocking my view now. <laughs> Could you make him move for me, please? No, you're. But yeah, I think one of the things that made last year so good for me is that I started to get into the vibe where I had other friends like you that see it the way that I see it. Maybe not people that were born and raised here. So they're just like immune to Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But the nights that we would go and get a drink or get like a snack or whatever, and then just like sit in a spot and literally just talk about life. You know, you had a big shifts in your life in the last year and stuff, just like literally talk about life. And Disneyland was just happening as an abstract thing around us. There's something about that that I love so much.
0: Yeah, not a local pub or something, right? No, it's <laughs> <Just> our bar. <laughs> hang out at Disneyland. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's amazing. Um, I, I feel so lucky to be able to do that. I'm so disappointed that it's been taken away so abruptly. Like, I feel like, oh, I didn't get to say goodbye. You I know. know? <laughs> like,
1: Nobody yeah. knew their last time was their last time, except for
0: the people exactly. that went on the
1: 13th. They knew it was their last time.
0: I think I went about a week before... The closure. It was like a yeah. It's like a week before because I had someone from here from out of town, so yeah. it was like midweek. Uh, we did rise, um, but yeah, I think I, I didn't appreciate it. I remember being kind of like, I gotta get home, you know, more <laughs> more so than like enjoy this. You're not gonna be back for a while. The last so.
1: the last day that I went there, I filmed a vlog. It was Indiana Jones's 25th anniversary or mm-hmm. whatever anniversary they had for yeah, them this year. Right. Cast member gave me a dessert, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like, oh, if you can guess how many cards I have, your dessert's on us. I'm like, I don't know, like 27 cards. She goes, yep. (laughs) I'm like, there wasn't 27 cards there.
0: Winner, winner.
1: Winner, winner. (laughs) And then I met on Main Street. I met um, a kid from back home in Kentucky. He and his wife and their son was there. And his wife is a surgeon high-level uh, professional, very stressful job. And her outlet is she loves Disney, loves Disney parks. Mm. And so, you know, she has the means to to go to all the different parks. So the, as a family they go to all the parks and they hadn't been to Disneyland in a very long time or I think maybe mm-hmm. it was either uh, her husband, my my friend that I grew up with and, and it was definitely their son's first time ever in the original one. You know, they'd done World and Paris and I think one of the Asian parks but they hadn't done Disneyland for whatever reason and so the last thing I got to do there was give my tour of Main Street starting at the train station and working them up to the hub and Mm -hmm. just giving them all the fun facts and telling them about this and that and how it was all built and construct and giving them the timeline and you know just all the stuff I love to geek out on and um, I remember when I got to the end of it the wife was just like thank you so much. And my friend was like, you have no idea how happy you you just made my <laughs> wife. And then they all put out their hand for me to shake their hand when I said goodbye. And I was just like, okay. like I, I like paused and I was like, these hillbillies from Kentucky really aren't taking this disease thing <laughs> serious. <laughs> and so I shook all their hands and I couldn't get my hand clean fast enough. And mm-hmm. as I was leaving, I'm like, I think... I think I need to sit out Disneyland. Like it was, it was like as I was seeing all the people come in, and the last three or four weeks, I told Beth, I'm like, there's a weird thing happening at Disneyland. People are starting to wear face masks as like mm. a fashion thing. She goes, Ah, okay. you're being crazy. I'm like, no. Like, like I'm literally seeing a lot of Asian guests that are wearing like cool, like black cloth masks and like they have patterns yeah. on them. I'm like, there's this thing that's happening with the mask. And I had no idea that I was like looking into a crystal ball of me being on amazon being like okay tonight i'm buying the perfect mask yeah <laughs> i'm willing to buy five but one of these will be the perfect mask
0: what are you wearing these days <laughs> are you wearing like the the like a cloth mask or are you doing those like more of like a yeah i know not the surgeon's mask but do you have more of like that kind of a like a disposable so the
1: mask, mask? that not a disposable one the mask that i'm wearing that i really really love First off, it's quilted, so it's very soft. Like it mm. feels very nice on your face. It has a little bit of metal wire so that you can bend it to the shape of your nose, mm-hmm. which is awesome because I can I put it on and I just press on my nose, yeah, and it never fogs up my glasses. Oh, that's good. And then the one I got, it's it's a little bit longer and it has um like a, a bottom to it. So it actually, it's wired on my nose and it's long enough to go on the bottom of my chin. So I can actually get most of my beard up inside of it. Hmm. And then it has little bungee things behind the ear. So you can kind of like tighten or loosen how it is on your ears. And um, it's actually very, very comfortable. It doesn't bother me. It, it's kind of pillowed a little bit. So it's like you have your own little air that you're kind of recycling. Mm-hmm. Um I bought about five masks. It took me a while to get to the perfect one, but this is the perfect mask for me. And I was just thinking about it because I leave it in the car. And I was like, I need to go to Amazon, figure out which one was the perfect mask, and just buy like five more of those things. And just be like, that's, yeah. that's my mask.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because some of them, the fit on these are, are crazy uh, irregular. <laughs> There's and no the whole, standard. And, the yeah.
1: one size yeah. fits all for a face is insane. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, like, I like the ones now. They have the like a like a saver or something they call it, or a face saver or something that where like it connects the straps in the back of your head. Yeah. So it's like a little strip, so you don't have to just do it on your ears because that just does not seem to to stay in place. That's what I have a problem with. They're either too small or they're too big for for my huge head. So I'm I'm always like adjusting it, which you're not supposed to do. But you know, it starts sliding down, and you got to touch it. That was the
1: problem. The first couple of masks I bought, I'm like, well now I'm touching my face more than ever. And if the rule is like, you're not supposed to touch your face. Remember that whole, the first two weeks, like whatever you do, don't touch your face. If you itch your eye, you're dead. And it was, that was driving me insane. And so now that we don't think that it's as bad on surface, that's kind of changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, finding the perfect mask is, is pretty hard. And, um, you know, when I went to the park, I wanted to get one of the the Disney ones, but I looked at them Mm -hmm. like, it just looked like I was putting a pair of underoos on my face,
0: yeah that, I think that's basically <laughs> what it is. like you have to do something insert or something like that, yeah. so uh, I do want to say though before we we finish up here with downtown Disney, what did you what did you do down there exactly? I know you you said you ate dinner there, but did you go in the shops like did you kind of force yourself to experience the whole thing and get a sense of it? This is the closest we've got to a Disneyland visit, so I'm really curious about how that went
1: so my cast member that got me in was Philander, and mm. I haven't talked about that a lot in public because i don't know if that's the thing you're supposed to do or the thing you're not supposed to do like i don't <laughs> yeah, know if by, <laughs> i don't know if by not saying his name it's insulting or by saying his name like he's like i don't want to be known as the guy that brought you to the park yeah exactly or other people like hey can you help me you know what i mean like mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know our our whole rig is always weird like that i'm assuming people can guess but i i purposefully haven't said who got me in so we walked straight down to the Espinar. Mm. And we just we just, we didn't beeline it, but we made our way down there. And of course he knows everybody, so he's talking to everybody. Yeah. But we went down there, and we checked that out. And then when we came back around and we kind of dipped around and I did uh two different passes through um World of Disney. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just neat to be around all the merch and the the displays. Um, he wanted to get some uh, stuff from the confectionery shop to take home to the family, mm-hmm. which that's probably the most popular thing aside of uh, World of Disney because it's sure. park treats. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of walked around. And then when he had to peace out, he had a, a friend there and I just you know, going back to the old days, I said, uh, "Hey, we were just talking. I'm like, I got to get somebody, and she was like, me too. I'm like, you want to grab something together? And she's like, yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. And so we went to uh, Black Tap, and we each mm-hmm. ordered food, and then when I sat down with this person I just met, I'm like. <gasps> I got to take my mask off to eat in front of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, oh what did I just Didn't get my? Think it through. Yeah. What did I just get myself into? Out of all the times, Bricky, you should have just opted to eat by yourself. This was one of those times. Um, but we had dinner and talked about our love of Disney and and all those things, and then um, parted ways. And I uh, pulled out my camera went live for like a half an hour and was showing Mm. it to people and and that really got me into the mindset because i love Mm -hmm. sharing it and being with others vicariously and 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 doing all that um and then after i'd kind of felt like i'd done everything i meant to do i went to salt and straw Mm -hmm. and when i walked up to the counter i told the guy i'm like I have been waiting to see you for months. (laughs) And he's like, no free samples. I'm like, I don't care because what I've been waiting to see more than you is two scoops of sea salt (laughs) or the sea salt caramel ribbons. And um, so I got my ice cream and then I went back down uh, towards World of Disney and I ate it in front of, you know, those fountains where the tram normally pulls up.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I wanted to be away from everybody. I wanted to be where I could see kind of the park and i wanted that that sound of the water behind me Mm -hmm. and literally Mm -hmm. when i finished the first scoop they turned the music off and when i got to the the bottom of the thing a security guard walks up man you got to go we're closing (laughs) (laughs) totally shut it down and then as i was leaving they had a big pile of cast members that were sort of reviewing what they did and Mm -hmm. i did what i love to do i stopped and said hey you guys did amazing tonight. I haven't felt this safe. I haven't felt this happy in public for a long time. Thank you all for coming back to work. Thank you all for creating this experience. Um, yeah, I was there from four. Our time to check in was four. So I think we walked through the gate at like 430. And I think when I left, it was pretty close to nine so
0: what, what was the check-in process? So was it temperature or did they screen or was it just, this was your time to come in?
1: It was really, really difficult for me. Cause as I was walking up to go, this guy is really, really hot. So they were very curious about what my temperature would be. Cause somebody who's as hot as me, they're like, he's going to just blow burn the charts up. off. He's going to yes. burn it up. So you walk through one tent and I'm not really sure what you do in the one tent because there's just, Uh, an officer and a dog and then you go into a secondary tent and it's a little bit weird having somebody come up to you and just put something like right on your forehead yeah they didn't tell me what my temperature was and i didn't ask did she just did it and said okay and then when you go through security you no longer like congregate with a security person you're just supposed to take all the metal out of your bag but my bag is all gear so i just unzipped it and I slid it under the wall to the guy and he didn't touch anything. He's like, oh, camera equipment, cool. And then I I closed it back up and um, you mm. now park in the um, the Simba or I believe it's the Simba lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the one that's behind um, Paradise Pier and the Disneyland yeah. Hotel. Right. So you, you park in that lot and you when you're walking up to the park, you walk past the uh, uh, the area where people get married, you know, there's that little gazebo mm-hmm. there that sits outside right. of the Adventure Tower, yeah. um, and everything's roped off. You can not get off the path, and of course, there's hash marks on the ground for if it gets too busy.
0: Mm. No, were you walking with a, a crowd in, or, or like how did that, or was it just a trickle of people going in? It was, going in? it was a trickle. Okay. It was a trickle. It
1: was our party of four. Um, and then there was just little clusters of people everywhere, but mm. once again, this was a sort of a VIP experience because it would be preview right. night. So I have seen on social media where that line can get pretty long, but you know, your distance from everybody.
0: Yeah. So then like at Salt and Straw, how did that feel different or was it not? Um, so Salt and Straw, they have you, you wait outside
1: now. Until your scooper is ready. Ah. And so you literally, that whole like snake line indoors is gone. So you just, you wait at the gate and then they're like, okay, you're going to go to Mike. And so then you go down to Mike and no freebies. You get your scoops. Um, So it wasn't that bad. You know, every place has every possible door and window way open. Hmm. So salt straw with the side pulled open and the front open, it doesn't really feel like you're Enclosed, enclosed too much. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, everything has it, the doors.
0: Everything's aired out as as much as possible. Yeah, interesting. See, those are the things I'm really curious. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, most people are pretty good about that kind of stuff. I think it's a version of Disney anyway. you know, it's just like it's almost like you're at a different park, and oh, this is how we do it here. Um, so people tend to be pretty good about that when it, especially with Disney employees and friends and family and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm so curious about that kind of stuff and just seeing what the what the changes are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to say i I really can't say this enough. It was by far the happiest most pleasant experience I've had out in public <laughs> since the last time I left the park yeah that's great I mean I literally I drove home with that like that excitement and when I got home when I got into bed I still had that you know how you kind of hum after you've been at the park and and, mm-hmm. I, and I had all those vibes man I had all those feelings it was good it was really really cool that's why I asked you last week and I'm like yo you want to go do a lap in downtown, <laughs> and you were like, "No, no, no I thanks. don't. <laughs> what would it take for you to go back
0: gosh i don't know i you know i it's it's one of those things where um I would be more torn about the park. If the park was open and, and everything was going, I'd be more like, eh, I want to get back in there. And downtown's downtown not Disney, enough of a draw for you. Eh, not, not quite. I mean, I, like I said, I'm still stressed about going to Target. And I'm yeah. like, you hear someone sneeze and you're like, dear Lord, cover yeah. your mouth. You know, like, what do you do? So I'm like, uh, that's bad enough right now. I'm not going to push it and try to go somewhere for fun. Just Have you yet, been going to that Target by where you live? Yeah, I've been going there and there's another one. Like, that's my life now. I'm like, I'm going to go to the slightly further away target as my Ooh, adventure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, that that's what I go to. This one right here by me is super busy all the time. Um, and I don't know if it's just because there's all these complexes around here. A lot of people can just walk and they just make that a thing to go do. Uh, but it's just so busy that uh, I, I try to go somewhere else. And then I just go to the grocery store like late at night when no one's there. So
1: so I've only popped into the grocery stores like right when they open. Yeah. Like 7 a.m. It's me and mostly employees. I haven't gone into any stores. I haven't eaten inside of a restaurant. I've gone into a restaurant to get takeout a couple of mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow I have a very... I didn't even think about how weird this is, but I have to take my car back to the dealership and, like, drop your car off at 10, we'll give you a loaner, and you could come back and get your car at four. I'm like, okay, first (laughs) off, who's in this car that I'm driving for six hours? And second, who's going to be in my car while I'm not there?
0: That's right. Yeah. All these questions. Yeah. Everything's weird. And (laughs) I didn't even think about
1: it until today because I was looking at my agenda for tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my car's been. Beth and I's little utopia bubble. It's going to be contaminated now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But again, like you said, the surfaces, right? If you had to drive with someone, that'd be different. Yeah. But you feel like, okay, we can just kind of let it (laughs) air out or or start spraying down everything.
1: So that was a weird thing when we went to get our car. It's like, well, how does a husband and wife go get a new car and get to ride out together? In the new car, right? Like, Because mm-hmm. what am I going to follow her home in the old one or <laughs> vice versa? Like, right. hey, how's right. the new car, honey? It's been 11 right. years since we updated a car. Like, how's the new car? Um, so our neighbor who we see all the time and we know he hasn't done anything. And, you know, we're always like walking the dogs or he puts his dogs up on our deck. I'm like, Sean, like, do you mind driving us to get our new car? And he's like, um... I don't mind, but do you mind if I drive you in your old car? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it was it was just like, it's just one of those bizarre things to work out. <laughs> like, how do Beth and I both go pick up a new car so that we can ride home together and not get into a stranger's Uber that's also been driving God only knows how many people around that day, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So did he want to drive your car so that you weren't in his car? I think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's what i mean it's so funny because it's so personal for everybody what they like oh i'll go do this but i won't go do that yeah you know like like it's different for everybody it's a lot of
1: meatloaf right now i'd do anything for love but i won't do that (laughs) uh you know he has a he has a a a wife and a son so maybe he was just thinking like oh well you know i'm around mark all the time when the dogs are playing so so be it right um but you know it's those type of things that people aren't thinking about until their next disneyland trip comes it's like, oh. I'm gonna meet four of my friends there, you're gonna have that voice in the back of your head, like, How how have these friends been living their life? And then you're like, Oh, but there's also gonna be another five thousand people at Disneyland that That's I've never right. met before. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But it's funny because it does come down to those little decisions i think more than the the big are the little ones kind of get under your skin a little more right. than than the big ones for some reason which is part of the problem probably it's harder to think in those big yeah those big concepts but um yeah see that's that's the weird thing about like like i said watching normal tv now like and they'll be in a restaurant and they'll uh, share i know. food or they'll I whisper know. to each other and you're just like ooh, ooh, gosh like how that's already changed
1: we were watching shrill on hulu when all Mm -hmm. of this started so we were like three or four episodes in and it felt normal and then this started and all of a sudden like on episode five we're like everybody's in that (laughs) restaurant and it's so crowded (laughs) they're all gonna die
0: i know i know i wonder if we're gonna be hypersensitive just in general moving forward you know
1: so i have to tell you the best escapism that I've consumed during all of this. I know this is a Disneyland podcast, but it's if you've made it this far, you pretty much have bought into the idea of you just <laughs> like to hear us hang out as friends. Um, I watched um, Shits Creek. Yes. Wonderful. What an amazing escapism thing to watch during the pandemic i'm so happy that i had always wrote it off because i thought that the name was hokey um and beth was like you have got to watch this and i watched it and i absolutely adored it and i would recommend to anyone who's a citizen of disneyland this is a great show to watch because in this little town there is zero judgment however you live your life whatever your preferences are you will n- you're never questioned about it it's just it's not even normalized cuz it is normal and what made it so relatable to the pandemic is it's a rich family who has lost their money and this is the first 30 seconds so I'm not spoiling it for you so it's about four core characters learning how to live in a new environment, live their life in essentially a new way, which guess Mm -hmm. what? That's what we're all doing right now. So if you want to get lost in a show that's all about community and acceptance and some really, really great laughs, Schitt's Creek is my high, high, high recommendation uh, for anybody looking for something fun to watch. If you haven't already seen it, I know I'm late to the party, but if you're looking for something to watch during the pandemic, I highly recommend it.
0: It's so great. I think it, you're right. It's a perfect thing right now. Like I've, I, It's made me realize because I've done nothing but watch TV. I've watched so much yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I, it's amazing how long, how much time can pass just clicking through the Netflix library. Oh, you know, before you it's, actually it's, it's pick a, someone to watch? <laughs> it's a terrible search function. So you're just sitting there, but it, it's amazing how long you can do that. Like click, 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 click. Oh, let's go down to this category. Documentaries. Okay. Click, 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 click. Um, but yeah, it's so much of what I watch is dark and so much that's out there is very dark and very kind of ominous. And, and I'm just like, I'm kind of not in the mood right now. So something like Shits Creek is, is perfect for that. I, I, I love, uh, Alexis. She's probably my favorite oh. character. It could be a throwaway. It could have been a throwaway, like dumb girl character, but she does it so well. And you like her so much. I know. Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic piece. Cause I think the you know, the son, David and the mom get a lot of the, the funnier bits and stuff like that. But she's just perfect at that role.
1: The um, the son, uh, David Rose. You, David. Oh, I, <laughs> I just, I fell so in love with his character because mm-hmm. at his core, he really, really wants to be a good person. But he's also who he was for the first 20-something years of his life. Yeah, yeah. And the way that he works his face... To, mm-hmm. to, to convey his emotions and his disgust at awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is just so good, but you do make a good point. The um, the daughter, that character really, really grows and, and gets pretty deep. And just the way, once again, just the way that she kind of like does that weird smile at people when mm-hmm. they're talking yeah. to her. <laughs> it's such a great show. I highly, highly recommend it.
0: Absolutely.
1: That and Coco. Um uh uh. When that little skeleton becomes a boy and starts yes. dancing around after they there get goes. there's five ingredients they gotta get, Jared. They go all through his Azteca village so <laughs> Miho can get the five ingredients to make the magic cocoa. It's cilantro and four other ingredients. I can't remember those. Mm. But when they finally make that cocoa and that little skeleton starts dancing, they're all like he's a boy. He's a boy. Ole, ole, it's ole. Great. He's a boy. And when those little bones start turning into flesh, it gets me every time. And I say to myself, I want to become a boy. I want to go back to Disneyland. I can't wait for that.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you're catching up on all these films you've missed. <laughs> <laughs> More oh. reviews to come, folks. <laughs> no, over on my live streams, it's ever like people are
1: just like, hey, what happens in this movie? Like, people just throw me movies all the time.
0: I huh? just... off the yes. Like, did well, you... You can do the, the Disney Pixar, and I'll do my uh, explanation of Thor Ragnarok. Which...
1: <laughs> oh, the one where the fraggles show up? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> did you know that... Hold on. Oh, Olaf. Mm. The snow wizard. Right. Olaf is a snow wizard that gave... Elsa, her powers. And what mm-hmm. people don't know is Olaf stands for an Order. oracle of liquid and freezing. And so, uh, therefore, this oracle of a wizard, he can freeze anything. And he gave yeah. that power to uh, to the older sister.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit different in the Broadway version, but yes, yeah, that's pretty much frozen.
1: Yeah. Get out of here, snow awesome. wizard. Well, Jared, <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was time to sort of do uh, like another one of our Real Talk episodes. And I actually, I don't know if the audience has got their head in the oven, but I feel Mm. better after having this conversation with you.
0: Yeah. No, these are always fun, right? Especially right now when when there's so much going on. We've talked about a lot of stuff. So, you know, we can always go back to that stuff soon, too, which is fun. But uh, it's nice to sort of catch up. These are my social outings.
1: I mean, you know, everybody was hoping that we were going to talk about Casey jr. Uh, (laughs) But you know, it went this way instead this time, folks. (laughs) There you go, friend, a different kind of episode, but truly we are in different times. Five months without a Disneyland, Looking like it's going to be many months before we get it back. So hopefully, this was a conversation that you know nobody wants to have, but you kind of felt like you needed to have, and just sort of processing your thoughts, getting it all out. I've always found is is the best way to realize that you're not alone in the way that you feel, even if the way that you feel is not totally great. At least knowing that you're not alone. And missing these things, missing rituals, being worried about what the future may hold, and also just trying to make the best of every little thing that comes your way right now. Don't forget, if you want to go to a virtual day of Disney's California Adventure, you can join me August 13th from 2 to close. Run in the park like a normal park. day. We're just going to get there late. People got to work in the morning. We're going to get to park at 2 o'clock. Whatever time you can show up, show up with us Uh, It's a fun community of people that are just enjoying bringing the parks alive. And hey, I stream live. I do a little Disney fun Friday uh, over on YouTube and Twitch from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Disneyland time, of course, every Friday. So if you're looking a way to get Friday moving along or if you're working from home and feel a little bit lonely, you can hang out with me in a rad community of fellow like-minded Disneyland friends. All right. This is where we part our ways. Until the next time I see you, make sure you live the magic every single day.